Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to class. We are in summer school, and I'm incredibly excited about the investment God's making into your life this entire summer. I've said it the first two weeks. I'll say it again. I know what you did last summer. You did the same thing I did. We were locked in the house, but now we're going out and we're going up in Jesus' name. And if you believe all of that, drop some fire in that chat today. It's going to be an incredible summer. I'm, we're getting better. We're not just getting sunburned this summer. We're getting better because of the sun this summer. I'm not talking about the S-U-N. I'm talking about the S-O-N. We're getting better because of the sun this summer. We will not get to next summer and look back on this summer with regret no days wasted <laughs> no season wasted we're gonna look back next summer we're gonna look at this we're gonna look at this summer and be grateful for all that God did because we decided to go to summer school <laughs> in Jesus name and I'm really excited about our time together today this week one more time I've got a co-instructor tag team back again it's gonna be gonna be an incredible incredible conversation we're gonna do some some teaching today that I think is gonna add value to your life in an incredible way so we spent some time week one talking not exclusively but primarily to those that are dating week two we talked to those that were married week three we want to talk to everybody, but specifically, not exclusively, we got to talk to the singles. <laughs> we, need, we need to have a conversation. We want to have a conversation around what I believe to be a kingdom priority, God's desire and design for you. My co-instructor today is my friend and my brother. You know him. You've seen him on my podcast. You've seen him all over the internet. He is a leader. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's a man of God. He's a Ramsey personality. His name is Anthony O'Neill. Drop some fire in the chat for A.O. Man, we're glad to have you with us today. Ooh. Boy, I'm, I'm scared about this conversation today. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we're going to have a good time. Though. It's, it's, it's going to be great. So listen, um, I, I want to read a scripture, then I want to give you my topic. Here it is. Matthew chapter number 6, verse 33 says this, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Week one, marriage 101. Week two, dating 101. Week three, freedom 101. Freedom 101. Family, Jesus makes a powerful proclamation here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And it's a proclamation regarding priorities. <laughs> he, he clearly proclaims the power of living a life where you're actually practicing your priorities. And this is why I think this is essential and important. It's because this, your purpose requires prioritizing. See, one of the ways the enemy distracts us and disrupts us on the road and detours us from our destiny is not just by injecting the wrong things in our life, 
but by influencing us to put the right things in the wrong place. See, a good thing can become a bad thing when you put that good thing in a bad place. And Jesus here clearly claims something. He says, listen, we got to establish some priorities. He says, now listen, there are things you're chasing. There are things that you're pursuing. And he says, he, this, this is important because if you go up above Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he's making a distinction between Gentiles, non-covenant people, and God's covenant people. And he's saying, you're, pro or you're pursuing things that the Gentiles are pursuing. In other words, you got the same set of priorities as people do who don't have a relationship with your God. So he says, what I want you to do is to rearrange your priorities because your increase follows order. If we set it in order, God will send the increase. So he says, this is what I want you to do. Not seek only, but seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you because your purpose and my purpose requires priorities. And this principle applies to everyone in every state and season of life. But for the purpose of this teaching presentation today, we want to distill it down and make it relevant for and appropriate for those who are stewarding a single season. And I'm getting ready to say it so that Anthony doesn't have to say it. I'm going to take some pastoral privilege and say this. I believe one of God's priorities for those who are stewarding the single season is not pursuing a, a fiance. Oh my, but pursuing freedom. Because once a person pursues and possesses freedom, then the relationship that they enter into becomes a relationship that complements them uh, and not necessarily completes them. You begin to, freedom helps you choose from a place where your decisions are not influenced by desperation. So you start picking who you want and not settling for who you think you need. We need freedom. <laughs> and freedom is essential and important. And Anthony, I know you've been speaking into this space a, a, a little bit. And we need freedom in, in a number of different areas. But I just want you to jump in here and talk about the importance of freedom in general in stewarding the single season. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to try not to get in trouble on your stage. But, you know, here, here's the truth. Uh, and I'm going to say a story, um, a, a very quick story. I think one of the problems that I had was mm. stewarding my single season. You see, in the church, we think stewarding is only about resources, I mean, finances, but stewarding mm. is about everything. Good. And I believe stewarding my single season is important uh, because we know the number one reason for uh, uh, divorces within a marriage is because of what? Finances. Mm. And so for me, I'm like, okay, if I'm single and I desire marriage, then this means I should be stewarding my finances well while I'm single. So when I get married, that will not be a problem. Gosh. And one of the biggest fears, man, one of the biggest fears, I'm going to respectfully say this, is I am so fearful to tell my wife no because I told girlfriends yes. 
Somebody put some <laughs> fire in that chat right there. And Say it one more time for I, the people in the back. I, I refuse at this season of my life to get married, to find the best thing, to find my favor, and to tell my best thing, I'm sorry, baby, I can't. And the reason is because before I found her, I was impressing all of them. And so for me, uh, one of my good friends, you know, and Pastor Mike, he taught me something that was so relevant. He said, people will rather be impressive than impactful. Yeah. And so my philosophy is now, Anthony, how do you set yourself up now to be impactful in your marriage rather than just being impressive today? And so I, I'm sacrificing being impressive so when I find my wife, I can be a good husband. I can be a good steward over my family. So this means from a money perspective, I budget. Took a, young, took a young lady out on a date, Pastor. Took a young lady out on a date. Y'all forgive me. You're really me. about to get in trouble, but go ahead. Me. God bless you. <laughs> Y'all forgive me. I'm here for it all. I, I'm not going to say your name if you're watching. I, I love you. Um, you know, I love you. Don't like you, but I love you. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just, just play. Um, I took a young lady out on a date, man, and, and, and she, she, she knew who I was. Mm. And she looked at me and she said, why are we eating at this restaurant? Now, this is a restaurant where I'm, I'm, spending, I'm spending some good money. Mm -hmm. And her philosophy was... Like, well, because you have the money, we should be able to go here. And my philosophy back to her was, you ain't the one yet. Mm. I have to steward this correctly. Once you become the one, this is going to be normal and then we can go other places. Mm. But I have to make sure that I, I steward this well. I live below my means, not at my means, but below my means. So that way when I get to my wife, when we have kids, one of my biggest dreams is to take my children when they're 10, when they're 15 to Israel so we can turn their Bible into a real 3D aspect. They can see it. Uh, and so for me, if I want that down the road, I have to be able to tell myself, no, I got to be able to tell other people no. Strong. Because I want to be impactful with my money. Yes. And so I think when it comes Gosh. to stewardship, we got to think about all aspects as a, as a single. I think we do so much. We want to have the latest and greatest stuff. You see my clothes today, man, this cost me maybe 40 bucks. I'm, I shop at ASOS. Shoes were $20. <laughs> pants was 15 Polo was another $20. I was like, I'm... I'm I want to look good, but I don't have to actually spend so much money looking good. And so for me, I think that's the, what you just said is so key. And I'm, I'm going to be quiet because we talk about money. We'll be here for like another two, three hours. I'm going to be real <laughs> with you. But I just think that's the number one thing is we have to steward our single season correctly, mm. especially around the areas of finances. Um, my biggest thing that I tell people is this. Man. Define a why. You said that before. You said this, and, I, and I, I preach it. I stole this from him. If your why doesn't make you cry, then the price of commitment will make you cry. When I think about my family, Pastor Darius, when I think about my future, I get emotional. My mom and dad, they don't, I don't come from wealth, mm. you know, but the average person will leave their families with bills and with benefits, and the benefits are only enough money to take care of the bills. Mm. What happened to wealth? What happened to legacy? What happened to peace? What happened to freedom? What happened to joy? All that was robbed because I was trying to be impressive 20 years ago. Man, put some fire in that chat. God is speaking to us. I'm the good God Almighty. <laughs> Listen to me. As you were talking, this is what I thought about. You know, you use the analogy, and, and of course, you're speaking from your perspective, and this sister's watching, and you, uh, hopefully you, you're, you're seeing this from your perspective. What's so powerful to me is, is, and you said, it's basically, watch this, the way I steward my now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really determines some of the problems I have in my next. Come on. 
Yes, sir. So I can eliminate or, or, or decrease uh, some of the problems in my next season by stewarding this season properly mm. and making sure, watch this, I'm pursuing freedom because freedom is going to do two things. It's going to help me, number one, pursue my purpose. Yes, sir. Right? So it helps you position yourself to do what you're called to do, not what you have to do. So you live out of purpose, not out of need. And then secondly, it not only helps you pursue your purpose, it helps you choose the right person. As I mentioned earlier, you, you choose someone, watch this, who complements and who doesn't complete. You got to be whole before. Yeah. You're not a half. You're yeah. whole. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, now, and Anthony, in, we've been talking about this theme of freedom, but this is your all. This is your anointing, and you went right there. Yeah. So let's let's have a conversation about it because it's. I think this is an area God's speaking to us on, and people really need to lock in and lean in here because there's not a lot of talk, kingdom talk, about how to position yourself with a degree of freedom in your single season, specifically in the area of your resources. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One of the things that when it comes to freedom, when we really step back, McKinsey released a study uh, in June, right? And inside of this study, it says that there are nearly 8 million African-American families who have a net worth of $10,000 or below. Out of that 8 million, half of them have negative net worth because of debt. I'm gonna say this again, 8 million families have a net worth of $10,000 or below, and it's because of debt. When we look at the debt, uh, and when you really break this down, a lot of the debt was consumed when you really study it during their single season. They're not stewarding things well. They got the Louis Vuitton purse that costs $1,000 or more, but don't have $1,000 in their bank account. And so for me, for, if you really want that freedom, freedom comes at the cost of telling yourself no. Freedom comes at the cost of saying, you know what? I don't need the Louis bag today. I can get it tomorrow, but today I'm going to get this Walmart bag, put $1,000 in this Walmart bag, and secure my future. Then I will get it in my future. But today, again, we want to look like we have it. We want the red bottoms. We want the Louis bags. We want the Jordans. We want all this nice stuff. That's cool. I'm with it. I like nice things as well. But at what cost? Strong. At what cost? That's the thing that I'm trying to teach people. We have a negative net worth. We can flip that. What are we doing with our money to become wealthy? How are we being the most generous in our local church? How are we being the most generous in our local communities? How are we being the most generous within our own families and our own homes? <sighs> it bothers me. Go ahead. Monday through Friday, we put in labor. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we give somebody else the fruit of our labor and come back home to our family broke. But we went to Wells Fargo, gave them some money, which was another family. We went to Citibank. We went to Gucci. We went to Louis Vuitton. We went to the restaurants. We went to the clubs. We went out there to go Monday through Friday, labor. Somebody else got the fruit of my labor, and I refuse for that to happen for my family. Powerful. My family will get the fruit of my labor. After my family, the kingdom, well, actually, it's the kingdom first. God yes. gets 10%. Yes. And then the family. Then after that, the local community. Then after that, 
I, I may give it to Gucci. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you, 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 and and I hope people. Here's the thing. This is this is why I think this is such kingdom revelation that people yeah. will wrap their head around it, because this is what I've learned in many Christian spaces. What we talk about is what the Bible says about giving. We don't talk about what the Bible says about stewarding. Yes, sir. This isn't about giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is about freedom. Yes, sir. And it's about the God using his word to uncover and expose yeah, yeah, yeah. that the enemy often uses the single season. Yes. To ensnare and entangle people yes. with chains that they carry for, for the rest of their life. Oh, you teaching good, sir. This is, this is why I believe this is so significant. It is. What you're, what you're tapping into it here. It is, it is. You need to write down. You need to have a clear vision. A clear vision. What, what does success look like for you when it comes to freedom? Mm. What what do you want? And there's like four things that I really focus on within my personal life mm. when it comes to success. My spiritual walk, my network, who are my friends around me? Mm. You know, I, I came down here so I can spend time with you to get some wisdom from you. Yeah. Because we all know this man is way smarter than me. And I put you to work. <laughs> <laughs> But he came, I say, hey, we're about to preach together. <laughs> I, I'll work for this guy because you, you're, you're strengthening me. You, you're making me better. You're holding me accountable to what my long-term goal, to what God put me on earth to do. So what is my network? Who's speaking into me? Who am I doing life with? Then who am I speaking into? So that's network. Then your net worth. You know, if we can start figuring out, okay, how do we eliminate debt? How do we start giving God back? Not just 10%. I believe in being generous and over and beyond. That's right. Because the more I can give God, then the more he's going to give back to me and my family. Mm. And so I want to be a multi-millionaire. Hey, God, I'm going to say it here. I want to be a billionaire brother mm. so I can be generous to the church, so I can be generous to my home and leave my kids with something. So if I can focus on my spiritual walk, my network, my net worth, and my mindset, it bothers bothers me it bothers me young people we know everything that happens on the 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 reality shows hip-hop of atlanta whatever they call that but then we don't know what how to budget we we, we know everything that's on the latest hip-hop we know what happened to little nas x on the bet awards but we don't know what's in our bank account mm. and so what are we putting inside of our mind how are we stewarding our mind what are we doing there i tell everyone this mind your business yeah, definitely mind your business, but your mind is a business. It's your number one tool, your number one asset. So what are we putting inside of here spiritually? Friends, what are we doing? And so that way, whatever we put inside of here, it will come out. I'm not against the reality shows, the music. I'm with it. I, I, I'm totally there. But I've learned. I've so learned. And you've inspired me to do this. When he talked. It just the oil comes out, and it's because he's putting way more God, books, wisdom, knowledge into inside of them, and it just flows out. I want that to be flowing out with us young people, with the singles in life. That is powerful. And what you're speaking to is this. Freedom comes, everybody, head first. Yes, sir. You go to the next level head first. Wherever you go, next level in any area starts Ooh. here. Freedom starts head first and it takes mind shifts yes in order to do that yes now what i like to do here is i want to talk about practically matthew 6 33 okay. what does it look like to practically prioritize right yeah. specifically in this area that we're talking about yeah. as it relates as it relates to resources and one of the things you 
This is one of the things you said. It's an area I had to have a mindset shift in. Mm -hmm. Because when you grow up in a space and your, your only exposure to stewardship is just giving, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. then it's easy to have a mammon mindset when it comes to resources yes. and not a kingdom mindset. Yeah. So you have an aversion to them yeah. and you feel like that if, if you receive them, it's going to corrupt your spirituality. Yes. Or if there's a desire for more, that that means you're putting it ahead of God. Yes. And I, I want us to kind of walk through practically because when I look at the scriptures, I see kind of four kingdom priorities that I want people to talk through because I think these are the keys that unlock the door to freedom so that you can pursue purpose and so that you can choose a person that complements you Mm. uh, and and not necessarily complete you. And the first is this. You hit on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's making it. Yes. It's making it. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot in church about giving it, (laughs) but not a lot about making it. Right. And, And the best I've heard on it is my pastor who talked about it a couple of weeks ago when he talked about what Paul said when Paul told believers in Thessalonica he says if a man doesn't work he doesn't eat and his argument was this earning is ethical absolutely exploitation is unethical yes sir exploiting people is unethical but earning is ethical yeah and that 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 we should earn even if you say everything I earn I'm gonna give away that's up to you yes but Earning is ethical. Talk about the, 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 the importance of, of earning. Yes. Well, here, here's the thing. It's very important. Uh, in that same McKinsey study, we found that nearly uh, 30% of uh, white people and 42% of black people make less than $30,000 a year. And it's because they feel as if uh, they, they don't deserve more. And it goes back to what we said earlier. We got to shift our mindset. Uh, Number one is when you can shift your mindset and know that you deserve more. We are all sons and daughters of the king. So we deserve way more. Mm. Number two is, I mean, from a practical standpoint, go get a job. Mm. Go get a job. Um, It may not be your dream job, but right now get a job job that will be the vehicle, hopefully, to get you to what you want to do. Go start a business. Entrepreneurship is that brings freedom. That brings options. So for me, we got to shift the mindset. Say, you know what? I deserve more. I can make more. Get you a practical job. You know, the number two is start a business. I am a huge fan of all people, especially if you're single with no kids, man, get you a job and have you a side hustle. Mm. Generate some money. When you really break down six figures, it's really not that hard when you really break it down. It's about $8,333 a month. Is $264 a day. If you really break it down and go at it day by day, you can pull in the money. You can go earn the money. It's, it's, and it's, it's so important for us to wrap our head around this. Yeah, yeah. Deuteronomy 8 says, the Lord our God who gives us power Ooh. to get wealth. Now watch this. Mm. Earning is an idolatry. Okay. Idolatry is revealed in what, do, what will you do to get it. Come on, man. Will you sacrifice kingdom principles? Will you, will you rearrange kingdom priorities to get it? That's idolatry. And idolatry is also revealed in what we do uh, to keep it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Will I not do with it what God says? Will I not steward it well? But this is what the scripture says. It is God who empowers us to earn for what purpose? That he may establish his covenant. Yeah. That he may. Est- it means that I made some promises to my people. 
and I'm going to meet their needs. And I'm going to meet those needs from heaven, but I'm going to meet it through people on earth. So in order for me to meet the needs and carry out that mission, God's like, I got to raise up people who have means. And those that have means have a heart that is oriented toward (laughs) obeying my promptings and my direction in terms of what you're supposed to do with it. And this shifts God's people from being just intercessors who lift up prayers to being answers to those prayers. Yeah, that come on, somebody put in the chat, make me an answer. Yes, sir. It means that when someone needs to go to college, we don't have to pray about that. We pray about miracles. When somebody needs to go to college, God can make us an answer to that prayer. Since we're going to handle that, and I think it's important that we get kingdom-minded in our single season, in every season. But what you just... About that. So, a.k.a. what you just simply said, was we need more Christian millionaires. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> That's all you said. Like we need more Christian millionaires, so the church whatever, doesn't. Whatever air. Yes, whatever, whatever air. Billionaire, thousandaire. Yeah, doesn't right. matter. But That's I think. Right. If, if we can focus on that in the homes, then it takes the weight off of our pastors because they won't have to preach forgiving because we would be the most generous piece of people because we have the money. Pastor, well, I'm, I'm, well we, you, you're not raising offering. Well, because they're just giving it. They're just, they're, you're not teaching about tithing because they're just giving it. Yeah. We don't need to teach about it because they're making it and they understand money is a tool to accomplish what God wants us really to accomplish. 100%. It is a tool. 100%. And we should we should lean into that. And I, and I want us to wrap our head around this truth also, right? And it's this whole idea of, all right, we want to earn so that we can be distribution channels. Watch this now. Not just to the church. Come on, that's good. Because you can't change the world just giving to the church. That's good. There are people that are homeless that aren't in the church right and when you're so yes that 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 first tenth yes that belongs to god offerings that belong to god but alms put you in a position where you choose what's going to be the need that exists in the world that stirs your heart and you're able to meet that need and god i i believe i i've never been more convicted about the importance of economic empowerment. When I tell you the Holy Spirit convicted me Ooh. as I was during COVID. Ooh. When I saw when everybody was shut down and the, the prayer requests and yeah. the things of that nature that came in yeah, yeah. from God's people yeah, yeah. who didn't know what they were going to do next week. And I said, how can I be a shepherd and see this and not start speaking to that when I know that is our greatest area of vulnerability right Come now? On, man. And the enemy wants to use that. And we need to use these gifts and talents that God has given us. So there, there, there will be things that we would want to do in terms of serving people in New Jersey and different things, especially early on in ministry when we were younger and growing. And we would go to corporations and say, would y'all help us? And so we would want to do things in the community. But we were at the at the mercy of people who didn't have a kingdom heart saying yes. And I said, we're going to put our church in a position, and I want to put myself in a position, which is, which I say, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to be a pastor. I'm about to jump over here and be a spiritual entrepreneur, too, right? So that we can put our church and myself in a position where when we want to help people, come on. we are not dependent on anybody else's yes but God. Come on, come on. When God say yes, come on. we want to be able to say yes. Come on, come on. I mean, I, I'm hearing more schools. It bothers me when people need money. 
they go to the to to the celebrities but they don't come to the church they go outside of the church when they really need money when they need new schools built when they need new highways built when they need help uh, they come to the church for prayer but they don't come to the church for resources mm. and i'm ready for the church to be leading the world because we have the most resources because our people are financially free they don't have any debt they have uh heirs whatever that is yeah and we could be the most generous not just to the church but to the world and and i'm tired of only seeing celebrities which i'm so grateful for them but I'm ready to see Change Church be uh, the first church that people come to say, hey, we need help. Can y'all help? And we're like, yeah, we can help. Powerful. Powerful. And, and the church is not just the institution. Ooh. The church is actually not a building. Ooh. We are the church. We are God's people. So and good. some people are getting this revelation, man. I'm telling yeah. you, it's light bulbs. It's, yeah. epi it's epiphanies. God's doing some incredible stuff. Yeah. Man, listen, y'all got me excited. I've been preaching. I'm up here sweating. I need some water. <laughs> Put some fire in that chat right now. Yeah. So let's, let's wrap up, man. We're almost out of time here. So we talked about making it. You hit the second one already. You talked about managing it. Yes, sir. Because that's stewardship. Uh, you talked about moving it, all right, yeah. that first tenth, that belongs to God. Mm -hmm. We need distribution channels. Last but not least, I want to toss this to you, this last point. The kingdom priorities, to be free, got to make it, got to manage it, got to move it. Number four, multiply. That's Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. A practical tip, practical tip. When it comes to multiplying, very practical. Uh, the number one thing is if you're working, uh, utilize, utilize your, your company's 401ks. And here's a basic thing. Mm. Always go with the match, then go with the Roth IRA, I mean the Roth 401k, then the traditional. Match, Roth, and then the traditional 401k. That's how you flip it. It's easy. That's, that's a match. Compound interest over a period of time is going to build wealth. Utilize your, also your, uh, your IRAs, Roth or traditional. Simple. Roth simply means it's going to grow tax-free. Traditional means it's going to grow with taxes. You pay for it. Here's another thing we can do for our kids that we don't talk about when it comes to flipping the money. We can open up a 529 for our kids' college expenses and utilize the compound interest from that to help so our kids can go to college debt-free without racking up any debt. Because we did a study about a few years ago, we learned, we said about 11,000 millionaires, and all of those millionaires, oh, not all of them, about 80% of them said, if we can do one thing different, we would not have racked up student loan debt. And so if we can set our kids up to avoid taking on student loans, still send them off to college, still support and promote education, but help them avoid the debt part of that, we're gonna get them quicker to wealth. So while we're building our wealth with businesses, with home ownership, and it's something I'm doing too, I'm not really buying real estate. I'm buying land. When Jesus left, we can't make no more land. Mm. So I'm buying land so that way I can pass that down to my kids so they can flip that part of the money. But if we can utilize our 401ks, our IRAs, start a business, uh, capitalize on real estate, and then help, uh, help our young people out by setting them up with a 529 or a custodial IRA, Man, that's how we're going to flip it from a very basic, simple way. Now, where are the, I'm sure there are other places. I'm just, I'm going to ask you, though, I'm sure it's, it's, it's I imagine it's not, uh, not happening frequently. But where on a Sunday morning <laughs> are you, 
are you going to hear God speak to you in such practical ways to give you freedom? I want you to embrace this moment. I want you to receive everything that God is saying to you. If you're in this, uh, it's like in single seasons, we talk about everything but this. Yes, sir. Now, this applies to everybody in whatever season. Yeah. But it's weird. We talk about everything but this. And this is, our, this is many people's greatest area of vulnerability. Absolutely. And I'm telling you pastorally, I have seen people choose mm. somebody they needed and not necessarily somebody they wanted. Mm. But we're just telling you, I'm done. These day, Those days are coming to an end. Woo! God's getting ready to position you mm. in a place of freedom yes. where you're going to pursue your purpose because you're called to it, not because you need to do it. And the persons that come into your life, your discernment is going so to good. increase because it's going to be someone that you want that God sent as opposed to somebody you chased because you need it. In Jesus' name, I just speak that over you. I want you to drop some fire in the chat for our co-instructor today, Anthony O'Neill, part of the Dave Ramsey family. And I heard that those principles, those principles are principles that have impacted my life and the life of my my family my wife and i and i'm just believing god that is going to impact your life in, in, in an ex, ex, exponential way i just want to pray over you man freedom some of you feel overwhelmed you feel entangled and ensnared you feel like i'm never going to get free some of you are sensing some of you are saying to yourself the hole I've dug for myself is so deep, I'll never recover from this. It's absolutely impossible. But I want you to change the narrative and the story you are telling yourself. No, 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 no. I want you to break free from that limiting belief system. That fixed mindset. For the scripture says, with man, things be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You have an all things God who's getting ready to do all things in your life. And I, I want to tell you, if he can set people free from drug addiction and alcoholism and all kind of compulsive and destructive behaviors, you better believe he can set you free from chains that might ensnare you economically. Habits that may have you hung up. He can do it, and I believe he's going to do it for many of us that are watching. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, our deliverer, our emancipator, our liberator, I pray that your people would have a unique appetite for freedom. I pray that you would stir in them a holy discontent for chains and shackles that keep them bound. I thank you, Father, even for Anthony and the ministry you've given him. Thank you for his boldness to speak into this area as a Moses to this generation to set them free from the Egypt of economic enslavement. I just thank you for that. And I pray that that anointing for freedom would be an anointing that removes burdens off of people and destroys yokes. I ask your blessing that you receive this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time, drop some fire in that chat.